Why do you want to learn a new language? Where would you use it and how would it come in handy? This is what I'm asking myself every single day. Even if I'm not planning on going on a trip where I need to use a new language, I'm just like, my brain needs to stay alive. My brain needs to stay active. And there's only so many crossword puzzles I can do in one week. And that's why exactly. I just feel like putting my mind to the test would just be using Rosetta Stone to improve my language skills. And I'm always like idealizing. Oh, I want to learn Francais. So when I go to Francais, I can speak French <laughs> with the person in You go to Quebec. <laughs> but really, I'm speaking I'm speaking on a like dream level, which is also great. Use Rosetta Stone to learn the language of a place you're dreaming of visiting. But also practically, it makes more sense for me to learn Spanish. And if I'm gonna learn Spanish, I'm gonna do it on Rosetta Stone. That's amazing. They've been the trusted expert for 30 years with millions of users, and they have 25 languages offered. You have fast language acquisition because they immerse you in the language. There aren't English translations, so you really learn to speak. You listen. You think in the language of Rosetta Stone, and it has an intuitive process, so you pick up the language naturally. First words, then phrases, then sentences, which means it's designed for long-term retention. And the app has a true accent feature that gives you feedback on your pronunciation, like <laughs> having a personal trainer for your accent. It's very helpful, okay? That was good. That was good. Thank it's, you. It's convenient. There's an amazing value. You can get a lifetime membership and just have every single language, all 25 languages you can have for your lifetime, and you can just work through them as long as you're alive. That's kind of an iconic mm -hmm. goal to have. So don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Who Weekly listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash who. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash who today. You will say To be Welcome to Who Weekly, the podcast where you'll learn everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't. I'm Bobby Finger. I'm Lindsay Weber. And did you hear the bad news? Or the is good news? What, it's is good this news. what you were ewing about? Yeah. Becca Cuffrin says she's doing, quote, surprisingly well. After That's Garrett what Rigoyan you dramatically ewed about? Well, I dramatically ewed about... I didn't realize he had posted all this like Blue Lives Matter stuff. And like, he didn't... He doesn't understand the protests. And I didn't realize that they had had this issue. Oh, but you he's like, also no one. Right. Well, I don't even know who these people are. They're bachelor people. Bachelor They're people. bachelor people. He's not. He was a he's a medical sales rep. More specifically, he's a distal extremity surgical technology consultant at Anthrex, which is an international global medical device company with offices in Reno. It's like he's also a former third baseman who earned his degree from the University of Nevada. Being a being a former professional <laughs> sports player who now sells medical devices like implants is like the most bachelor you get in terms of like a job, like in terms of jobs. Yeah. His, yeah, his career path is like definitely a straight line. Like all of these things are extremely expected. Right. Like a, like a young sports star who goes into sales is like, to me, like a perfect bachelor contestant. <laughs> you know what I mean? Medical device sales. Medical device sales. Exactly. Yes. No, that's exactly it. Then I guess we can move on to this horrible headline. Oh, this is the headline that made me say, ooh, what am I talking about? Brooklyn Beckham's fiance, Nicola Peltz, shares intimate photos of them in bed. Oh, and the photos are really gross. You, I, I was like, you weren't, you were dramatically well, I was, ooing. I was so ooing loud. about two things at the same time. You know, like when you open a lot of tabs and you open so many no. tabs and you forget about the one tab. No, I don't know that first And then you get back to I've it. I've never opened a lot of tabs. I wouldn't be able to tell you about that. <laughs> I saw a very funny tweet from uh, Hooligan, Ariana Rebellini, Hooligan and books editor and author. Hey, Ari. 
And she tweeted, that thing where you recognize an actor, go to their IMDb, scroll through their photos, become preoccupied with some random movie that you never saw, read the movie's Wikipedia, plot, critical reception, etc., watch Fandango clips, and two hours later, you know everything about The Age of Adeline, <laughs> a movie you still have not seen and probably will never see. I had like the, the urge to respond and be like, it's a good movie, but I was like, no, stop. Don't be like that person. I encourage everyone to watch Age of Adeline, but I don't need to Adeline explain. Um... <laughs> right, that's what I didn't want to do. I didn't want to be a reply guy, Adeline Splaining in her replies. It's like, I'm oh. constantly Adeline Splaining and people yeah, are sick of it. I'm like, why don't you just fucking watch the fucking movie? <laughs> um, Actually, she's not technically immortal. Uh, <laughs> she's not technically what are the other ghost? things you could? Actually, the thing is... <laughs> she's her mom, but she's young. Okay. <laughs> that that hard to under- explain. Like, uh, okay, Nicola Peltz. These photos are disgusting. I actually just, if you happen to see them on your feed, don't scroll through the carousel because okay, each one is more I disgusting won't. than the I one won't. I wasn't going to, but now I won't. One of the captions on the Instagram is like, you two definitely just did it, huh? Or something like that. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> but also, yes. This is Who's There, a weekly call-in show where we take your questions, comments, and concerns. Uh, Want to get started with comments? Yeah. Hi, Lindsay Bobby. I've had to pause the podcast listening to you guys talk about um, Anne Heche and Chriselle. So I think you're probably right that she does not know who um, Chriselle is just because, I don't know, I just don't think they they would be best friends. Um, on the other hand, Anne Heche uh, got her start and actually was somewhat iconic uh, in, in folks, and that's where Chriselle is. Um, you know, known for mostly before Sun- Selling Sunset hit. So Anne Heche played twins um, uh, on on Another World, um, and it was kind of, uh, you know, kind of she had a great portrayal. One was like a very manic twin, one was a very staid one, and and I believe she maybe has picked up a, a daytime Emmy or two, but... If you go into soap Twitter, I mean, they still love and appreciate and remember Anne Hage for those roles. And this was back in the 80s. I think I was a little kid when I was watching her. And she really was a dynamo. I mean, she was really like, this was like when soap acting was still great acting by great New York actors. Um, like, Chriselle is much later on in the soap game. Um, and she's more of like when it became more like, you know, models uh, acting on soaps. And she wasn't on Another World. She was on uh, Days of Our Lives and yeah, like Leave on Young Versus for a brief time. And she, but she's also very still entrenched in the soap world and on soap Twitter. Um, they came to her defense uh, <laughs> when this whole Justin Hartley news broke and they're ready to cut a bitch. So anyways, just wanted to put that out there since you said you guys didn't know much about Anne Heche. Anne Heche, iconic uh, soap them. And uh, that's it. Crunch, crunch. Okay, I just want to correct. We do know a lot about Anne Heche. We only know about the time she spoke to aliens and the time she dated Ellen. And anything else, I'm kidding. I've seen a lot of Anne Heche films. I do like Anne Heche's movie career. I did not know that Anne Heche played twins on a soap opera, Good mm-hmm. and Evil. She played an evil and a good twin. Mm-hmm. That's what they were saying on Google. Evil and good. Well, they had, they apparently had uh, the the first twin, Marley Love, was just a character, was just a woman, but then they obviously... She was played by a few different women. She was played by Ellen Wheeler and Jensen Buchanan and Anne Heche in the middle. Jensen Buchanan. Marley didn't know that she had a twin, an identical twin named Vicky. Mm -hmm. (laughs) 
Vicky was given up for and adoption. And their teenage biological parents were sweethearts Michael Hudson and Donna Love. Vicky was given up for adoption while Marley grew up believing Donna's parents, Reginald and Elizabeth, were her parents. And Donna was her sister. But that's not true. Donna was her mom. When she was very young, Elizabeth died and Reginald faked his death, leaving her to be raised by her, quote, older siblings, even though they're really her parents. They introduced the Vicky character, like, kind of late into the game, which is very soapy. Um, and also she, the, the the Vicky character, who was introduced like, I'm your twin, surprise, 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 surprise. She was <laughs> Did you click on the Vicky Hudson Wikipedia? Yeah, because she was. this is so she, perfect. She, something happened She was her. killed in a plane crash. She was killed in a plane crash in November 1989, but remained as a ghost through 2001. Of course. No, of course, of course, of course, of course, of course, of course. Yeah, of course. Oh, well, then what's your problem? Would you please let me get a sentence in? Sure. Sorry. (sighs) I just wanted you to know how important you've been to me all along. Oh. You did? Yes. Uh, We're a lot alike. We, We look alike, but the similarities kind of end there. True. Do you know how often I've wished that we could have been raised together? You really wish that? Yeah, don't you? Yeah, but I I always thought that... You thought that I I don't feel the same way about you that you do about me. Well, yeah. I'm not a very demonstrative person. That's okay. I know I am. Well, yes, and it's wonderful. I don't know too many people that would agree with you. Well, they don't see what I see. Which is what? Well, I just said that I wish we could have been raised together. Do you know why I feel that way? No. Well, it wasn't a very happy home, and, and I can't help but thinking that if someone like you were around, it would have been a lot different. Yeah, I mean, soap operas are def the, like, the thing that we joke about Law & Order as SVU. That's like what soaps are as well, you know, like, you know, like hiring local actors, like theater, a lot of theater actors and stuff like that have been in the soap world as well, because there are just so many roles to go around and so many Vickies to replace, you know? Mm -hmm. Listen to this. Listen to this. This video is called Why Did Anne Heche Audition Twice for Another World? And I have a feeling I know the answer, but I want to hear it come out of Anne Heche's mouth. From what I understand, started on Another World playing twins. Did you know that that was going to be the gig? Oh, Lordy, I did not. I got hired. I was asked to audition twice. And then when I got hired, he said, I asked you to audition twice because you're going to play twins. Interesting. Yeah. Very, very interesting. It was pretty cool. That's a clip from the short-lived talk show Harry. Oh, Harry Um, Cotta Jr.'s talk show. (laughs) What a flop. A a 20-second clip in which Anne Heche explains why she auditioned twice. And that's supposed to be good promo for a show. Honestly, the Harry, the Harry Connick Jr. talk show seems like a model for the Drew Barrymore show, which I think is a bad, like, that's bad. Like, it feels, <laughs> if I know the Drew Barrymore show has not started yet, but it feels it may go the way of the Harry Connick Jr. show. I'm worried about the Drew Barrymore show, but Me she's too. doing so much press. I'm sure it's going to be successful. She's doing so much I don't, press. But I like, don't this is know. my dream job. But this I is don't my dream know. job. Even if it's her dream, I don't know. That's all I ever good, cared about. I only want good, <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> okay, okay, what's next the next call, comment? Next call, next call. Hi, Lindsay Bobby. This is Erica. Medium time, medium time. Um, I paused the episode when Bobby thought that Jonathan Jackson and Joshua Jackson were brothers because then I was like, are they? And so I Googled it and they're not. But then 
I went down this rabbit hole of like the Jackson family, not that one, and like the his sister works for the Trump administration, and he and his brother are in a band. Then I was on Jonathan Jackson's Twitter, and it was like a lot of maybe like evangelistic music and stuff. And I'm really confused because I'm like, is this Jonathan Jackson, former TV husband of Save the Cheerleader, Save the World? I forgot her name. Um, anyway, like potentially maybe like a like a All Lives Matter kind of dude. But then he posted the Black Square. I don't know. Um, do I need to know about the band name, a nation, Jonathan Jackson, who, Joshua Jackson, them, other Jacksons, who cares? Okay. Anyway, just like if you have some time and you want to uh, really confuse yourself, I would recommend going down that sort of social media wormhole. Anyway. Okay. Women don't belong in balloons. Okay. So – we do know a lot about Joshua Jackson, but she's talking about Jonathan mm-hmm. Jackson, who is most iconic to me it, for being in Tuck Everlasting a thousand million years ago. Other fun mm-hmm. facts, he was also in Dirty Dancing Havana Nights. Yes, that is canon. And he also, <laughs> speaking of our last conversation and the last call, he played a character named Lucky Spencer on General Hospital. He won an He's- Emmy for that. His last um, big role, which I also watched, unfortunately, was his run in Nashville as the character Avery. Remember that show? I love that sings. show. Yeah. He does sing. He does sing. So he's like relatively active. That show ended in 2018. I guess that's been a while since that show's ended. But yeah, mm-hmm. he. I, I haven't gone into his Twitter and I don't know his politics, but I do remember him being Christian-y. Is that, is that a wrong memory? Do you remember that? He's openly religious. He grew up in a <laughs> Seventh-day Adventist family, and he recently yeah. converted to just um, Eastern Orthodox. Uh-huh. Um, and has spoken a lot about that. But that's like a fair, that's like an adult decision in his yeah. life. But he's a who, um, for sure. Like, he's definitely, definitely. a who. Even though Bobby number thought one thing, he was again, uh, related to Joshua Jackson. My number one thing was Camp Nowhere. What the fuck's I didn't really, that again? I didn't really care much about tuck everlasting personally that's the one where where the kids and they start their own camp and Uh they fool their parents Uh and christopher lloyd helps Uh out and andrew keegan is there and then he was also in that there Mm -hmm. he's also in he's also the cool brother in the deep end of the ocean are are you familiar with the deep end of the ocean of course i'm familiar with the deep end of the ocean yeah a very iconic moment in uh in my life was when I was at the movie movies with my brother and sister and my brother saw the deep end of the ocean on the little like LED screen for like showtimes. Yeah. And he was like, Oh, what's the deep end of the ocean? And I was like, you'll like it. It's like a thriller about a submarine. And he almost bought tickets. <laughs> he almost bought a ticket to it. It couldn't and then be he any further from like being Michelle about Pfeiffer hugging a baby. <laughs> and he was like, what? And then they ended up seeing election. And I that's saw the movie good, Entrapment while they a saw good, election. That's a good prank. Wait, you it's chose. a good memory. You watched Entrapment by yourself while they watched election? Election, it yeah. It says a lot. It says a lot. <laughs> 
fun fact about me and Tuck Everlasting, you know those kits that you would get where you could like paint something they put on a plate or like a cup? Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. It's like a plastic plate. Well, I decided to paint, mm-hmm. I don't know how old I was, but I decided to paint the cover of the book Tuck Everlasting onto a plate that we then had for like, you know, 15, 20 years. Still have it, I on think. On a plate? Do on you a still plate. Have it? Yeah, I think so. It's just the cover. Is it just like a- the the rectangle or did you sort of like spread no it's just the rectangle like i just drew the book onto the so there's a lot of blank space i mean i don't think the thing is that piece of paper that i drew on was not the plate itself so i couldn't really visualize the spatial like journey of the plate to know then make it round i think who's the girl who's uh it's rory it's rory it's rory okay yeah Uh good cast uh honestly honestly good casting of for like that for that and then you have William Hurt Sissy Spacek this was a classic Ben Kingsley Amy Irving Victor Garber <laughs> like come on listen look at that it's definitely crazy is it on Disney Plus <laughs> I've never seen it I've never seen it oh and I've you know who's in it. it too plays the other brother Scott Barstow who's really hot remember him why do Can I know you? that name he's like a TV he... show oh uh, Wild America Wild America that's what I know it from <laughs> it's a horny show <laughs> me watching Wild America horny this movie. movie's really good <laughs> It's not that What good. is it about these three brothers <laughs> yet again? What is it with these movies? My brothers always said, if it wasn't crazy, it wasn't worth doing. Let's do a blood brother sort of thing. We are blood brothers. Marty wanted to shoot wild animals, with a camera that is. We gotta get the shots everybody else is afraid to get, the dangerous ones. Mark was on the lookout for a different kind of action. Gosh, they've really grown up. Me? I'd do anything. Just to go along for the ride. Hey, Lindsay, Bobby, I had to stop the podcast to comment that Natalie Eva Murray um, was formerly a WWE wrestler. You got that correct. She didn't um, leave the company so much as she was forced out because nobody would stop booing her. She was booed incessantly. Everybody hated her. She's she was uh, she was really bad at wrestling, and uh, this was sort of the end of the diva era. Uh, hence, total divas. But um, the fans hated her so much that she had to leave wrestling. Crunch, crunch. Wow, some insider info in which Natalie Eva Marie was just straight up booed out of the ring and never to return. I found this like very strange um, blog that it's like a, it's a sports blog. So it is sort of like an insider, just like our caller. Mm-hmm. And they start talking about, they talked a little bit about um, Natalie Eva Marie and Eva Marie, excuse me. And <laughs> this is a paragraph from this blog. There's no denying that Eva Marie was able to generate a lot of natural heat from the crowd with her natural heel personality, which was much useful to the company. She was not a technically gifted athlete. It's very strangely written. She was not a technically gifted athlete, which was the main reason of crowds booing her every single time. (laughs) (laughs) Every single time. (sighs) All right. All right. Moving on. She was booed out of the show. Hi, Weekly, medium time, medium time. I'm sure you've got a million calls about this already. But an important fact about Mario Winans is that he is a member of the famous Winans dynasty that we have heard a lot of, a lot from, um, BB and CC Winans, et cetera, et cetera. These are African-American uh, thems for sure, and especially African-American gospel thems. 
So you might be interested to know that he comes from this powerful black legacy in the name of black excellence. Okay, everybody stay inside. Black Lives Matter. Bye. I did not know that, but it explains, as you were saying while we were listening to the call, it explains why he goes by Mario Winans. Right, like it just clicked because Mario Winans came out before Mario. Just Like we're going to call him... only Mario because he doesn't have he didn't <laughs> like only Mario he came out before him and the reason why he would be Mario Winans versus just Mario is because that last name holds power it's like it's a powerful last name and it's not it even gospel his name. birth last name. name right it's not even his birth last name either his so he's related to BB and CC and the rest of the fam because basically there are like 10 kids in the family BB and CC are brother and sister and they all do music related things he is the he is the stepson of Marvin who's one of the who's one of the sons right BB and CC's yes. brother his mom is Vicky Winans but his dad is not a Winans. His mom was Vicky Bowman whenever she had Mario. But then whenever his mom married the, Mar- the Winans, he got the last name Winans. Got it. But he's also like involved in the family. He's like writing songs for Cece. He's very musical. So it's like a very oh, yeah. natural fit for Mario marrying or his mom marrying into this like extremely talented singing family. Cece yeah. Winans, the the biggest selling gospel artist of all time. Cece Winans. BB and Cece. Let's play some music. Yeah, I, it's so weird that like BB and CC Winans are like maybe two of the only huge gospel artists that I knew and I didn't put the last name together. Yeah, I don't know. It's like out of the context because his music is not specifically gospel, but it's all connected. Hi, Who Weekly. Uh, this is a little bit random, but I was just listening to Friday's episode where you were talking about King Princess being um, the great granddaughter of the Macy's uh, founder, CEO, whatever, who died on the Titanic. And this is just kind of a fun fact. Uh, I worked for Macy's, uh, like, in their data processing center as an intern several times throughout high school and college. Um, and I thought you would appreciate knowing that this, the fact that the Strausses died on the Titanic is, like, to my memory, a full slide uh, in the orientation every year. Uh, and I went through it several times. And it was always there. So Macy's has not forgotten um, about the Strausses and still talks about it a lot. That's all. Crunch, crunch. Bye. So Macy's, in the Macy's training, you learn about the Strauss family dying on the Titanic, which is kind of crazy, of all things. They're they're one degree away from from a horrific disaster, like a very extremely famous disaster. Of course, they're going to dine out on it as much as they can. Do you think that they would like show Titanic in the training? Like you would show a mo- <laughs> like you would show a movie in high school? It's like, oh, we're just going to like uh, today we're going to show Titanic in its entirety. <laughs> they roll out the cart, put in two VHSs. <laughs> Keep your phones off, please. Yeah. Why not? Why um, not? Or they could just show tape two because they're the, the Strausses are only in tape two. They're like in the beginning of tape two also. So you could get that out of the way pretty quickly to go see them, you know. Okay, we're done here. Hi, Lindsay Bobby. Uh, medium time, medium time. My name is Mitch. I called a few days ago with some intel about Sammy from Rock of Love season one. Yes, Rock of Love with Brett Michaels from the VH1 Celebrity Reality lineup. Posting on her Instagram about dating Lucas Graviel from High School Musical and I Think Milk. Um, and you probably couldn't have posted that before because it was just intel from her Instagram account, which is private. But 
he just posted confirming that they are dating. He talked about his pretty girlfriend and doing photography and chunky necklaces. Anyway, I just want to hear your thoughts about the fact that the gayest character in High School Musical is currently dating a contestant from Rock of Love with Brett Michaels. Anyway, yeah, I'd love to hear. Uh, I have to end this now. Uh, women don't belong in balloons. I love this call because it, and I say this a lot, I feel like, but this is a very Who Weekly call. Because it's like, it's it implies that we should know this. But like, when you break it down, what it is, it's that a girl that was on season one of the Brett Michaels reality show Rock of Love is dating the kid from High School Musical. Like, that's it. Yes, that's it. <laughs> but the thing is, it's coming from someone whose thing is Rock of Love, clearly. Like, this caller clearly loved Rock of Love as it was yeah. on, follows the person, follows Sammy the Gorgon on Instagram, because let me tell you something, as the caller said, Sammy the Gorgon is private. So this yeah. person is among the 5,203 followers that Sammy the Gorgon has. And that shows a dedication to the Rock of Love cast. And, and shows boy, like a does she, and boy, niche. has she changed since her Rock of Love days, which is kind of amazing. She's done a th- full 360. Her look and her vibe is like all other journey. <laughs> 180. What did I say? 360? Oh, she'd be back at the beginning. <laughs> well, She's Sammy again. Well, she did. What do you like in music? Like, what's in your CD player? Okay. Because this is stuff I wanted to ask them. Pantera, They're all Mouth for War. Right. Slayer, probably Tom Waits. You have a pretty eclectic yep. group of music, yep. which yep. is cool that's because cool. that's the way I am. The first girl that I took true notice to it was Sam. She loved all the same music I loved. She had a ton of tattoos on her, which I thought were really sexy. Is this Heartbreak Hotel Elvis? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. There was a movie I can't man. believe it. You don't oh, yeah. It's That's cool. I love that movie. Yeah. There was just something about her that I just totally, totally dug. I watched Rock of Love. Let me tell you, I watched it. And I watched it again relatively recently because I saw that it was on Amazon and somehow decided to take the journey but she's mm-hmm. not like the most memorable rock of love character like she is maybe she's like tier two you know because you mm-hmm. have like I was gonna ask you you have more effective people on that show she's very like uh Susan Sarandon and the banger sisters where it's like she was like a groupie and then she grew up and then turned into like prim and proper Susan Sarandon whereas Goldie Hawn grew up and stayed a groupie stayed in the lifestyle like you look at the pictures of sammy now and she's like in her chunky sweater yeah head to toe covered big thick auburn hair like not this platinum blonde chopped up chop 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 chopped up i'm i'm in love with brett michaels hairstyle right Um, i thought it was funny though that she is followed by vanessa hudgens which implies to me that the high school musical crew stays close well, also, it implies to me that these two have known each other for a long time. And just the reason mm-hmm. you found out they were dating is because they said it and not because anyone really cared. Because, again, when I looked them up under on Getty Images, because I was like, oh, have these been like, what's the deal with these two? It's They've been pictured together as far back as like 2018. So whether mm-hmm. they were just friends then. But what's really funny is there's a picture of them in Halloween costumes. So imagine how hard it was to like get like, who are these? You know what I mean? You had to really like ask. Who are you? Like fully masked Halloween. Not, not even a, not even coronavirus yeah. mask. Like the whole face is covered in mask. This was at, they were at the Podwall Entertainment's ninth annual par- Halloween party presented by Maker's Mark at the Peppermint Club. So they were, present, they were pictured together it. then and they've been pictured together recently. Walking? Walking? Walking, yeah. They're walking inside Koreatown, it says. They're walking. Yeah. They're walking That's in like LA. That's what you do. But yeah, I don't know. It, this would be a funny 
I could see Us Weekly reporting on this, but it is f- but it is funny to think about when that might happen. We all know this because Lucas posted a photo of her in their friends and their mutual friends' jewelry, like for a jewelry photo. And it says, I took this picture of the gorgeous at Sammy the Gorgon last week to showcase her friend's jewelry. It's been tough to be creative this year with motivation at an all-time low. I'm so glad this opportunity came about so I could flex some creativity, dot, 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 and show off my pretty girlfriend. Wink. (laughs) The only other thing, too, it's like, this person followed her so they already knew that this girl was on rock of love and followed her and then she dated is dating somebody more famous than her so that was surprising to them but if you were following him the other way around you would never know who this girl is like you'd just be like oh it's some random girl you would only understand the notableness which is small the percentage this is not quite notable but you would only understand if this was notable if you followed if you from her perspective if you were a her fan right yeah i think so I think you have to follow both to make any sense of this. Also, right, I like I the saying. idea of <laughs> the idea of someone that we're talking about being not quite notable is like a very good like <laughs> summation of this podcast. Not quite notable. Not quite notable. The other thing is the caller calls him the gayest character in Husky Musical. He is it just in Husky Musical. He wasn't like an out gay character. I mean, yeah. Lucas has been like he's had to say I'm not gay for a long time in his, for his whole career life. Like, for many for the, for the extent of his uh, career his acting career <laughs> yeah, since yeah. 2005 six whenever the right. first high school musical came out he's had to be like by the way I'm not gay 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 yes I will accept the role in milk I will accept the role as milk toll road uh which is crazy that I just found out it was toll road and not towel road um maybe only I, a year ago <laughs> for as long yeah, as I've been reading okay. toll road yeah. This is a story from 2008, and it was after he got cast in Milk, or before Milk was going to come out, because I guess Milk came out in like late 2008. And he wrote on his blog, and Toll Road aggregated it. The blog no longer exists. Um, it's actually another person has another person named Lucas Grabeel has parked on lucasgrabeel.org. Wow, and that's he is so also a blogger, rude. but he's like a financial analyst. It's just a financial analyst named Lucas Grabeel. Because I went, I went to the website, and I was like. Oh, I wonder. I wonder if this blog is still active. And then when I got to the website, it was a blog. It was a blog, just as I suspected, for someone named Lucas Grabeel, just as I suspected. But the first <laughs> blog. Um, blog post is this. The first blog post is this. Hi everyone. I was wondering if you guys could help me out. Can you please tell me how you maintain your checkbook and budget? Prior to about three months ago, I was maintaining our budget in Excel and the checkbook and Quicken. And I'm just like reading this whole thing and I'm like, oh, interesting. Like Lucas Grabeel is so basic. Like he's just a normie talking about balancing his checkbook. And then I realized it was just a different Lucas Grabeel who happens to be a financial consultant. But then I was like, if you're a financial consultant, why are you asking normies about how to balance a checkbook? This is very strange. I don't trust you. Point is, he wrote about this in 2008 and he said, it's just so it's just god i'm already exhausted reading sorry about back this. to the article in back to the real lucas grabeel yes i'm n- well i'll just start from the beginning i know that a lot of you will not understand until you're older that in the film industry also he's speaking to his fans who are tweens well, okay but that's what i was gonna say like he's speaking to like high school musical fans who are not much older than they were when high school musical came out like milk yes it's i get it i get it read it okay As an actor, you play roles. What that means is you completely embody another person and become someone you are not. I'm not Ryan Evans. I'm not Kelly Cusio from Veronica Mars. I'm not Lex Luthor because he was in Smallville. I'm Lucas. But when I go to work, 
Just like your parents go to work every day, this is so condescending, I assume the character of whom I'm playing and create a story for people to enjoy. In the movie Milk, I play a homosexual. That doesn't mean that I am gay. Sean Penn, one of the greatest actors of our generation, is playing Harvey Milk, a gay character. Dot, dot, dot. But he <laughs> is married to Robin Wright Penn, Princess Bride. If you haven't seen that movie, see it. Most people in this movie are straight men playing gay men. Emile Hirsch, James Franco, Diego Luna are just a few. <laughs> Hmm. <laughs> interesting just like the 2008 hmm. energy it's like this is what we do it's powerful His, 2000 this is powerful 2008 energy. the most powerful 2000 energy taking the time to write about the fact that like it's okay for straight men to play gay men in your blog is amazing uh okay. he also his Wait, dating sorry, history you have is this interesting here. yeah he dated sarah paxton most known for aquamarine like and still known <laughs> yes. to teens for aquamarine who still watch exactly. aquamarine which is funny to me <laughs> They love and Aquamarine. And they met on Halloween Town because he was in Halloween Who else Town is in Aquamarine? In JoJo. JoJo, yeah. Uh, go JoJo. Go, go, but go then, JoJo is in Aquamarine along with Emma Roberts, classic, and Sarah Paxton, an amazing cast. And he also Which dated, is a movie Bo JoJo has not seen, but is a movie that her friends are obsessed with. <laughs> right. And, she, and Sarah Paxton, I don't know why you did her dating history. You just were curious. <laughs> Just for wondering. I was. Because I was like, didn't she date other people who were very much on the level of Lucas Grabeel? Yes. And the answer is yes. <laughs> she dated Jesse McCartney for seven months and she dated Nico Tortorella for three years. That's a long time. That was back in their basic days, I'm sure. Uh-huh. Imagine dating Nico Tortorella for three years. I can't. The other funny things about Lucas Grabeel before we move on, because let me tell you something, he's not all that interesting. He's a prolific voice actor. He's in so he does so many cartoon voices for Family Guy, and I thought this was funny. The uh, range that he has on Family Guy voices. These are the characters that are listed on IMDb. Family Guy, student, child, airplane. Good gigs. <laughs> Good gigs if you can get them. Great gigs, and also he played Lori in the Leah Thompson Little Women from yeah, 2018. Weird, that was your a favorite. Weird one. That was a bad one. That was a weird kind of Mormon adjacent Little Women adaptation. Mm-hmm. That, that is not canon. <laughs> Greta Gerwig uh, was an uncredited director for that. She actually uh, took her name off the, the cast because she was like, you know, I got to do this. I got to do, do this again. again. I got to do a redo. <laughs> I'm doing this again. <laughs> you know what? I, I can do better. And he's in this because he's also was on a TV show with Leah Thompson. He was on um, that show. He played the brother on uh, the show with... What was that show? Oh, Switched at Birth. Switched at, Switched at Birth. You love Switched at Birth. How sad must have been to release the... Which she took shitty, over from... A shitty when little When Greta women. Gerwig was like, I can't do this anymore. No. Leah Thompson took the helm and... <laughs> That's not true. But imagine... I'm going to start the rumor that Greta Gerwig <laughs> ghost directed the 2018 Little Women and realized she could do better and okay, then did a, a regular you you you're you're fated to history to be like the little women that no one cares about like that's in between the two really good little women's everyone's like <laughs> um we don't recognize like that little women it's weird okay anyways must be sad it's hard to believe that i couldn't see you were always there beside me thought i was alone with no one to hold But you were always there beside me This feeling's like no other I want you to know Hey Bobby and Lindsay um, Who is the woman who hosts the 90 Day Fiance reunion? I don't know her name I don't know who she is She's good at her job I like her But who is she? 
Crunch, crunch. Love you. I cannot imagine a worse gig than hosting the 90 Day Fiance reunion. I guess good work is wherever you can get it, but wow, that's like a she, tough moderation situation. Especially no? over Zoom with like the, the weirdest cast well, of characters true. on TV, perhaps. Like the weirdest assortment of people. The st- Like we get calls about Big Ed a lot, but like he's not alone in like his yeah. weirdness. This show is a, this show was designed from top to bottom to be a train wreck like come but on I remember 90 day her Beyonce, because she, in the name. she hosted access hollywood for like a significant yes. amount of years so i remember her from mm-hmm. that time from up until mm-hmm. 2015 and then she oh 90 day fiance sean her nest next gig yeah her name is sean robinson sorry we didn't even say her name sean robinson she has a great she has a great about me page on her website i mean she uh-huh. said so many things and she has an emmy and she hosted access hollywood forever she does a lot of um Oh, she's one of those Square people space. who does pre-shows you know she does so uh-huh. many pre-shows it's like yeah, when you're done. watching the abc pre-show there's oh there's that woman why do i recognize her oh right she was on access hollywood and it's sean right, robinson right, right, this right. first sentence is great emmy award to ask if you want the succinct answer to who is this woman listen to this emmy straight from her mouth emmy award-winning journalist television personality author producer philanthropist and girls empowerment activist sean robinson is here we go a true role model. <laughs> that's that's who she is. She's a true role model. She also wrote a book with a really long ass title. I found it on Amazon. It's called Exactly As I Am. Celebrated women share candid advice with today's girl to- girls on what it takes to believe in yourself. I have not watched her host one of these reunions, though, I have to say. So I'm a little like her. I don't really know her vibe. So people say like someone tweeted that she's messy. But like, I don't even know what that means. She's just like, she's just calling people out. She's willing to call people she's out. She's calling people out. And she is like... As this one tweeter put it, the power nerd. Sean Robin is the true MVP of this tell-all. How she is holding together this video chatting circus is way beyond me. So I think that is why the caller was so impressed with Sean. Because, like I said, this show is crazy. And the Zoom tell-all is fully, like, the screen is filled with squares. So it's like 12 squares of people talking. And Sean is there maintaining, keeping the peace, figuring out how to, like, make sense of this sort of insane situation she's like i know how to mass mute all of you so i can speak or whatever but let me just play this promo for the episode because when you hear what is going on in this tell-all you're like wow sean is an angel sean is truly a talented woman tonight part one of an epic three-hour event ready for this show a quarantine edition of 90 day fiance before the 90 days the couples tell all all right, let's do this. Coming to you from our homes around the world. Uh-oh. <laughs> the couples may be practicing social distancing. <laughs> but they're getting up close and personal. It was difficult for her to manipulate the uh, iPhone keyboard with her nails and stuff. <laughs> it wasn't comfortable for her. Oh my God. And you won't believe what's happened since you last saw them. He blatantly, like, I would catch him not being honest. Excuse me, excuse me. If for you to know, I sent you a picture of what I was doing. So don't tell me I'm lying when I'm sharing it with you already. Okay, what is going on? Are you going to sit here and tell me that you genuinely okay, okay, love okay, okay. okay, what okay. is going I have to say, for this format, the Zoom whatever, I feel like works for 90 Day Fiance better than it works for any other type of show. Because it's such an international show, you have people like everywhere and kind of the randomness of the backgrounds and all that kind of like help kind of helps the personality of the of the show of the reunion in a way. 
Yeah, totally. And I think it's for a show that is known for being as messy as 90 Day Fiance, you want the messiest possible format for the reunion show, the tell-all show. Right. Like, and what's, I don't, I, what is the most chaotic way to, to, to talk to your friends? Zoom. The most important thing to know about Sean Robinson is that we have a shared nemesis. Oh, yeah. Who? The Who Weekly, Who Weekly and Sean Robinson both have problems with billy bush we both hate because billy they bush. worked on access no, we don't we so, hate, i hate billy bush i do yes not but like i mean him. she has a she has a real she's an actual reason to hate billy bush like you know so earlier this summer um at like the height of the black lives matter protest when they were getting the most publicity billy bush you know shared a post in solidarity with the black lives matter movement he tweeted a segment in which he talked about the black lives matter protests and george floyd on extra and he talked about it with Nate Burleson. Yeah, he was like, here's a clip of me talking about the Black Lives Matter protests. Sean Robinson quote tweeted Billy Bush and said, good morning at the Billy Bush. I appreciate you being an ally now. But if you want to talk about the pain white privilege causes African-Americans, you should probably also talk to the black woman who sat next to you on the set of Access Hollywood for years. So I think... You know, I've tried lots of things to get me to go to sleep in the past, you know, few years. Just a little bit of just a little bit of a push. You've got your melatonin, you got your various things. But I've found that of all the things, a little bit of CBD, a little bit of CB distillery, that's getting me... Goes a long that's way. That's getting me conked right out <laughs> and, and sleeping through the night. It really is. I love CB distillery. They have... Not all their products are for sleep, some That's are for true. relaxation, but like, I love the sleep ones. They say, shh. Those gummies they sent us, I was in a chill vibe all day when I took two of those. They're good ass gummies. <laughs> They're good ass gummies. No, you were. You were like, you were like, I took CBD earlier today and I feel chill. I'm like not operating heavy machinery on those things. You know what I mean? I'm in a good place. Heavy machinery? <laughs> what did I say? You said heavy machinery, which is good. I like that. I know what you meant. <laughs> CB Distillery's targeted formulations are made from the highest quality, clean ingredients. They all caps the clean, which means you know it's clean. No fluff, no fillers, just effective CBD solutions designed to help support your health. In two non-clinical surveys, 81% of customers experienced more calm, 80% said CBD helped with pain after physical activity, and an impressive 90% said they slept better with CBD. And I'm among those 90%. So if you struggle with a health concern and haven't found relief, make the change like we did to CB Distillery. And with over two million customers and a solid 100% money back guarantee CB Distillery is the source to trust. Hooligans have a 20% discount to get you started. Visit cbdistillery.com and use code WHO, W-H-O, for 20% off. That's cbdistillery.com code WHO cbdistillery.com I love my Helix mattress. I love my Helix pillow. What else is there to say about Helix? I freaking love it. <laughs> What when I sleep to, on other beds, what is there I else get to say mad. is that I come back to my bed and I'm like, this is the bed. This is the bed. And it's honestly spoiled me for other beds. And I don't like traveling sometimes because I'm like, this is not my bed. Where's my bed? I want I've my bed. It, I've made it's it's my special bed. It's my special mattress because it is a mattress that is made for my body. Mm -hmm. I took the Helix quiz. It told me which Helix mattress to get. And that's the one I got. And that's the one that I love. And that's yes. the one that I will not stop mm -hmm. using because it's the best mattress I've ever slept on. Mm -hmm. The mattress is so good that when we got it, my cat Winston became obsessed with it. And now he's on it all the time. And I'm no like, way. you have to move because no I way. need to sleep on the bed. It's my bed. It's not your bed. Wow. He's obsessed with it. It's wow. irritating, actually. Wow. He likes okay. the Helix Rude. so much. 
So rude. Everybody is unique, and I mean everybody, two words, because everyone sleeps differently. Their bodies are different. And that's why Helix has several different mattress models to choose from, each designed for specific seat positions and feel preferences. I'm a side sleeper slash stomach sleeper. Some people are back sleepers. Some people are exclusively side sleepers. There's a Helix mattress for all of you. Not only is the Helix the best mattress I've ever slept on, it, the setup was fast and easy. Their mattresses are delivered in a box and straight to your door. You just open it up and it like kind of like blows back up at a, after it comes out of the plastic and you put it on your bed and it's amazing. Plus, Helix mattresses all come with a 10 or 15 year warranty depending on the model. And if you don't want to take our word for it, Helix has been awarded the number one mattress picked by GQ and Wired Magazine. It's even recommended by multiple leading doctors of sleep medicine as a go-to solution for improving your sleep. Helix is offering up to 30% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash who. That's helixsleep.com slash who. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. She <gasps> didn't really elaborate. <laughs> she didn't speak more anyone, about it. Did but that implication. Did anyone with her on it? No. Mm-mm. And if they did, she didn't talk. But still, she yeah, like, like said like, I enough. said what I had to say. She she's said like, enough. oh, I said yeah. it. It wouldn't surprise me if she was sort of like, look, this is not my job to get into this. This is his job. But I need everyone to know that, like, this is just another case of a man, like, talking to talk and not walking the walk. Which we all know about. That's Billy Bush's whole thing. Billy Bush's fucking co-anchor for uh, how many years? They worked together for, from 2004 to 2015, this says. That is Mm -hmm. so many years. And what's funny about Billy Bush is that for someone who talks to talk and doesn't walk the walk... For someone with such thick thighs, you would think say, they'd be walking the walk, walk, but they're not. They're just right, talking the talk. Right, you think he'd be able to walk the walk and no. that he's like good at walking. Like he has strong, he has strong legs he has to keep strong... him. But he refuses. It's he will always not walk leg the day walk. for Billy Bush and yet he's not walking the walk. I guess he's just doing lifts. He's just doing squats. Hey, the Weekly. I'm acknowledging that I call a lot, but I feel like sometimes I have valuable information and sometimes I'm just a little high. Um, Emilio Vitolo, the new chef boyfriend of Katie Holmes. I'm looking at some Google images here, and he kind of looks like Joseph, Joseph Gordon-Levitt in Don John. Do you remember that movie where he played like a, a Guido sex addict? He kind of looks like that. I'm trying to decide if he's cute or not. I think he is. I don't know. Um, but yeah, she's a them, he's a who, he's definitely, he, maybe he's a New York restaurant them, I don't know. You would know, I live in California, you guys live in New York. Who is Emilio Vitolo, and have you ever eaten at one of his restaurants, Crunch Crunch? Bobby, who is Emilio Vitolo, and have you ever eaten at one of his restaurants? <laughs> <laughs> No, and we actually, this is a perfect instance of like, we recorded we recorded a version of this segment for the Monday episode, right? For the Tuesday yeah, episode? Yeah, and, w- and it didn't really make the cut. Not that it wasn't good, boring. but it didn't make the cut. There wasn't a lot of information, and this is what happens is sometimes you wait a little bit, a little bit, even if it's like a few days and you get you get so much better information. So much And you get so much. So to answer your question, he is a hip restaurateur. He is chef. a nepotism yeah. restaurateur chef. Uh-huh. His father um, started the restaurant where he currently works and kind of made um, famous. But his restaurant, the one where they where they met, or the one where like that he's known for, where they presumably met, is Emilio's Bellato, which I've never which been is, like, to. Because it's in like Soho. a chic. I've never it's been like to a it. chic Italian place in Soho. I'm surprised mm-hmm. though. But I, yeah, Whoopi I have. Goldberg loves it. Yeah, it's well. Rihanna loves it. 
this guy went from being mystery man to revealed to be chef to Daily Mail writing headlines about how he's a cheater. Like it went quick. This went quick. This happened this morning, the morning, Thursday morning, the morning of recording. So when we recorded, he was just mystery man turned chef. And we thought that was funny that like originally TMZ was like Katie Holmes spotted with the mystery man. But even at the time when we recorded, they were just having a casual friendly lunch. So it was sort of like, are they just was, friends? Are they right. Just it was whatever? unconfirmed. And it's not as fun to kind of say, oh, these two are maybe involved if they've only been seen having lunch. Because if like... Every single person Katie Holmes was seen having lunch with was like someone she was dating. It's like not as fun to just like say that over and over and over again. But we wanted mm-hmm. like to get kind of confirmation, like either a smooch or some or or a comment. And this one we got a smooch, mm-hmm. which is surprising to me because Katie Holmes is famously not PDA. She's not a public smoocher. She's not a smoocher. Well, maybe probably mm. she's a smoocher, but she's not a public smoocher. And the no. other funny thing about this was, was the funniest information you had about this guy was that Whoopi Goldberg loves his pasta. Yeah. InStyle <laughs> did like this like beautiful photography sh- shoot of like Whoopi Goldberg going to her favorite restaurant and making her favorite pasta with Emilio Vitolo. And then the recipes at the bottom, I ended up making it the night after we, we recorded. You I was didn't. Like, this sounds really good. And it's you just made his pasta? Yeah, it was, great. was it good? Yeah, it was great. What? I mean, all you made really, Whoopi Goldberg's really was, favorite pasta for dinner. I did the night that we recorded because it, it's literally just uh, garlic and olive oil. Like that's it. It's just so funny um, that you were like thinking about Whoopi Goldberg's favorite garlic pasta and then just made like it, it wasn't like oh I got to try this recipe. I was just like oh pasta with garlic and olive oil sounds good for tonight. Did it turn and out I had really some good? Fish. Was there well, like I had some a fish strategy? in the freezer that I forgot I had in the freezer that I had defrosted the night before. And I was like, what am I going to do with this fish? And I was like, wait, I got some spaghetti and I have olive yeah, yeah, oil yeah, and okay, I have garlic. Okay, okay, Why okay, not? Okay, okay. Anyway, it was good. He also, you, is, I didn't see this, but he also has been on Royal Pains and Inside Amy Schumer. He's like a celebrity adjacent. He's a real celebrity adjacent mm-hmm. guy. My name's Emilio Vitolo and I play Michael Cambiati and Around Every Corner. You know, it was fun. It was fun to uh, play as Mike. And, um, you know, I got to show my softer side as a person. Yes. And then these photos are like in InStyle of him cooking with Whoopi. They're like adorable. Like Whoopi's in no, the kitchen, very like throwing around the pasta. And Whoopi famously doesn't cook. Like that's one of her things is like, I don't cook. Yes. Right. And so when she, the whole thing about it's like, now that you have the recipe, are you going to make it? And she's like, no, <laughs> I'm just going to go to the restaurant. So <laughs> to be fair, this is a, I know you made it already, but this is a real eat it at a restaurant recipe in terms of just, it's so simple that like, I'm only yeah. going to eat it at a restaurant. Cause I don't even, I, like, I don't even, I wouldn't, there is a nuance to this recipe that I would not be able to figure out, even though it's yeah. only like garlic, parsley, spaghetti, oil, salt. It's like, there's the, the best there's a Italian restaurant near me that has a really good, um, just like spaghetti and lemon, like garlic and lemon, like pasta al limon. And it's like, every time I've been there, I've gotten that. Only a couple of times. Right. But I'm like, this is so good. I should make it. And then one time I just tried making it at home and it was fine. Right. But it's like, even though there are only three ingredients, you need to, you need to be talented, more talented. Of course. You know, like yes. you need, there's, there's, a, there's a way to do it. There is. Point so is, they're, they're calling, um, they're calling, well, the um, Daily Mail is calling him Boy Toy because he's 33 mm-hmm. and Katie Holmes is 41, which, you know, come on. If this was yeah. the other way around, it wouldn't be Boy Toy. But the Daily Mail loves to pull out the Boy Toy, their version of Toy yes. Boy. Toy Boy? I thought it was... Toy thought, Boy. It used I, to be Toy Boy. Now, they, now they're they saying do Boy Toy. toy. Yeah, they it's like weird. switched it they to be the American version. Okay, okay. I was like, what happened there? This is the scandalous part. So we didn't have this information until literally this morning. 
um, wow, exclusive. Daily Mail exclusive. Colon. Quote. He's a cheater. This isn't a happy ending story. Katie Holmes's new boy toy, 33, was engaged to his live-in girlfriend, 24, before dumping her by text when photos emerged of him canoodling 41-year-old actress. So after the photos of him kissing Katie Holmes came out, according to the Daily Mail, he dumped his fiance over a text message and she has since like scrubbed all the photos of him off of their instagram but daily mail obviously got them so there are all these (laughs) rude photos that they posted of them like cuddling and canoodling and being happy together the thing is she looks like katie holmes and that she's blonde and that she's brunette and thin so it's like there's a katie holmes vibe to it but at one point they actually like page six used the wrong caption because they thought that the photo was katie holmes (laughs) but it's actually the old fiance. Her name is Rachel. Um, they were engaged. They have been engaged. Yeah. They have been engaged for 18 months and they got on the record a, a friend who's just like completely excoriating him. She's like up to the press coming out. Rachel had no idea what was going on. He is a cheater. This isn't a happy ending story. They had concrete wedding plans in the work in the works. Now she is just left with bad press and forced to move home. It's sad. It's sad. So I don't that know. They're all really like, we brutal. don't know. If, That's brutal. They're saying they don't know if Katie knew. Let's all just assume Katie didn't know and that this is just a scumbag who think, like hit his well, past. I always think like when these things come on, I'm always like, well, everybody has like bad exes. So if you're like famous, if you date a famous person, like there's always going to be an ex that comes out to like say something a little bit nasty. But then yeah. the, the details in this one that make it particularly nasty are the fact that they were like engaged and they were living together mm-hmm. and this text thing and da 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 feels very Chris Shell Hartley. Uh, sorry, Chris Shell Stouse, former Hartley. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, I wonder if Katie knows and doesn't care. I mean, I like, I, I don't know. Maybe she's just having a fling. Maybe she's just having a fling. So this other, it's shitty. This other Daily Mail story, they use Toy Boy. So it's like, they really got to work on their style guide. Because Is it Boy Toy or Toy Boy? All around. Yeah. Well, in one story, he's a boy toy. And this one, he's a Toy Boy. It says <laughs> exclusive don't look dead this is these are the photos that came out before the reveal that he was engaged don't look dead katie holmes 41 puts on another very steamy show with toy boy lover emilio vitolo jr 33 while his restaurant boss father awkwardly averts his eyes and there's a photo of them all at dinner together and katie's arms are wrapped around emilio jr and they're kissing 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 and their yeah, masks this is are the under smooch. their chins this is the, pop- the smooch smooch around the that we were world. looking for yeah right and emilio senior is like, and his head is turned, and it's like, that's kind of funny. I don't know. This was funny until the most recent reveal, and now it's like, yikes, this is sad. Right. Um, Potentially. And I thought this editorializing was also like, fuck you. It says, this was page six. As for Holmes, the friend noted, nobody really knows if Katie was aware that he was with Rachel. If she did, it's a bad example to set for her daughter. (laughs) Oh, God. That's a really cutting deep that's the source that's the source not page six like nasty oh that is the source right 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 yeah okay. that's not page six that's the source being shove the knife in and twist in she's a good friend to her to her emilio vitolo's ex-girlfriend rachel okay um that's what good yeah. friends do they give Next comment call. to the page six if my friend got dumped by someone who and then, then the dated. started dating a famous yeah. person. Would you give? You bet comment? your ass. I talked to Daily Mail. Oh yeah. yeah. Would you? You talked to da- you talked to Daily Mail. You talked to Page Six or Daily Mail. Which uh, one? I talked to Page Six, and I'd be like, "Look, I am a close personal friend. My friend is b- beautiful, wonderful, and deserves nothing but the best. This person is a scumbag. Yeah, absolutely. I would defend their honor. That's my job as a friend. I hope that happens for you one day, so yeah. you can do that. You're like, I've Actually, been waiting for this yeah. day my whole life. <laughs> 
picks up the red it's phone like, in the room. It's like, girl, I'm so, so, I'm so, so sorry this happened to you. Oh my God, I'm so sorry. And then I start drafting my email to page six. <laughs> Dear page six. This is my moment. All right. Next call. Here we go. Hi, weekly. <clears throat> uh, first time caller, short time listener. Love the show. Really appreciate that you all love Dunkin' so much as a former Dunkin' Donuts employee. <clears throat> Uh, the reason why I'm calling is because of the Charlie D'Amelio uh, Duncan Spawn Con. And um, if you could just explain to me who this person is, I would appreciate that a lot. Thank you. Hey, Lindsay, Bobby. I'm just kind of scrolling on Twitter, and I'm seeing a bunch of, like, McDonald's-sponsored posts about Cactus Jack, and it looks like it's somehow linked to Travis Scott, but I'm, like, not fully understanding the situation. Who is J- Cactus Jack? Who came up with that name, actually? That's what I really want to know. Um, is this, like, merch? Like, a Travis Scott McDonald's collab for, for merch? Uh, kid toys? I don't really know. Uh, let me know what you think. Thanks. I played these calls back to back because we're talking about some heavy hitting marketing and I don't want to, I'd rather focus on the people and I don't care about the marketing. Like, you know, I obviously love Duncan, uh, appreciate McDonald's sometimes, but like basically what's happening is these two people who are actually youth culture ambassadors. are being hired oh by God. big brands to reach young people. I mean, ser- who are mm-hmm. you? I mean, let's be real. Like, Charlie D'Amelio, who's doing the Duncan Spawn. If you go into any Duncan, I've been to quite a few over the past month. Uh, she is front and center. There's a gif of her holding her drink. But she kind of secreted her sponsorship to life by just mentioning Dunkin' Donuts a lot in her TikToks. And she happens to be one of the bigger TikTok dancers on the platform. I think we've talked about her. But she's boring. She's young and, like, not much has happened. There's, like, some TikTok drama. We don't really get into, like, um, teens dating each other on TikTok or else we would be here all day. We'd never stop. We would never be able to stop. So I know. Uh, but we all cannot you need to open know, up that can of worms. Yeah. All you need to know is she's kind of the big one and she loved Duncan and they reached out and it worked out. Her drink, though, which I appreciate, is a drink I would actually order. It's it's a cold brew with whole milk and three pumps caramel swirl, which I love about it is very specific. It's not just like because <laughs> it's not just like with Duncan. It's not just like, oh, it's a caramel. It's a caramel cold brew. No, we're talking a specific recipe. Yeah. It's like yeah, yeah, cold yeah. brew, whole milk, three pumps of caramel. That's like what you would order at the at the door. And the other one is a Travis Scott stuff. And even though I'm a little bit like like my, like McDonald's marketing to youth, it's like they they let him make like merch that is actually very cool and very like him and it feels like it's something where he was very involved in this. Like they just gave him yeah. a lot, you know. It's not just this random thing. Like it's a very involved for a spawn. Yeah, and he also got a meal too. So if you order it's like the quarter pounder with cheese meal is now called the Travis Scott and his and his thing it's like just as I believe like I fully like you said believe that these two people love their beverages right. like he probably loves the quarter pounder with cheese and she probably loves getting iced coffee with caramel like no shit I like his merch I like his merch I, know. It's, I understand this I, know. I could never wear this merch I would look like Steve Buscemi a hello youths or whatever yeah but his merch is cool. And one of the things, did you see the nugget body pillow? I He's going to sell it. It's a body pillow I that's know. the shape of a chicken nugget, which I got to say is cute. I know. And it, the look is like it's all black with like McDonald's patches and it says Cactus Jack on them. I tried to find. 
Travis Scott and Kylie Jenner are supposedly back together, so he's like in the news other otherwise as well, aside from this. Mm-hmm. And also, he really is like, you know, one of those like very cool cultural figures. I mean, he's a rapper, but you know what I mean. So like, this yeah. kind of makes sense, the the team up. And oh, and Cactus Jack is his like nickname, the name of his record label. It's just like a, a nickname. I was trying to find like an actual history behind the nickname and I could not. Um, but it's clearly, it's a character, like Cactus Jack is a character. A lot of people use Cactus Jack as a nickname. It's like a Steve McQueen movie or something. Like Cactus Jack as a nickname has been around for, oh, sorry, Kirk Douglas. Cactus Jack is like an existing nickname thing that I think a lot of people have somehow co-opted, including some a famous wrestler. So it's not an uncommon name, but there has been some drama in the past that is not worth getting into about the fact that like Travis Scott named his record label Cactus Jack and the WWE was like, well, we have a wrestler so-and-so Foley who was using Cactus Jack as his nickname and he's been using the nickname more, but then things get complicated because the nickname existed already because of a movie. So it's like, who can actually claim ownership over this nickname? I don't know. The other but- thing about this merch is first of all there's so much of it and second of all what's interesting is it's hosted on his site so it's like it's mcdonald's themed uh travis scott merch but he's selling it through his site is that kind of that's a little bit strange no like it's it is it's almost like the postal service forever 21 uh line remember that that was like so random it was like forever 21 is selling postal service merch and it was cool and people bought it and whatever but it was it was on Forever Twenty One, and this feels like this. So this is McDonald's Travis Scott themed McDonald's merch using their branding, but it's sold on his site. Oh my god, there's a rug you can buy a rug. People are gonna buy the shit out of this. They are. I feel weird being like, yay to like, but it's like what's the difference between like yay to like McDonald's marketing and yay to Dunkin' marketing? I just like Dunkin' more, but like they're both. Yeah. you know, it's both evil. <laughs> it's like <laughs> whatever. Yeah. Um, I tried to see if Charlie, because Charlie in her photos where she's pouring her iced coffee, she's wearing a Duncan mask, but it says Charlie instead of Duncan, but it's I in have, the Duncan well, font. I have a Duncan mask purchased oh, you do? for me do by you. <laughs> do you have a Duncan mask that just showed up in the mail? And you I wore it. it I wore it. Who could have sent you? <laughs> Charlie Duncan and Travis Scott McDonald's. These are two people that it's like everyone knows under the age of whatever but no one knows but a lot of people don't know over the age of whatever so i just imagine like charlie is front and center when you watch when you walk in duncan half of the people that walk in there must just be like who the who the hell is that who's charlie you know because it's really they're they're not going for like everyone knowing who she is they want young people they don't care if old mm-hmm. people don't know who she is the old people will just go to duncan and order an iced coffee whatever and get out of there they don't care i'm i count myself in this yeah. in this group but like young people will say oh charlie likes duncan maybe i should get into that like it's a whole thing but that's <laughs> that's what's just so funny about this where it's like yeah it, i guess this is like a tale as old as time but like they're bringing in people that are not for everyone they're for a very specific mm-hmm. audience that they want to yeah. attract yeah um I know you always do the predictions, but Lindsay, I'm really curious who you think the two, the duet costume on The Masked Singer will be, because they are filming it during COVID, so that narrows it down to people who already live together or are married. So, just, I can't think of, I can't think of who it could be. All right. I know I always do the predictions for Vulture. I don't know if I'm going to do them this season because my editor doesn't work there anymore and it (laughs) takes fucking forever. And honestly, I'd rather do it for Who Weekly. Like I could just do it on this fucking podcast, Um, uh, which I'd be happy to do. So maybe I'll just do that. But 
it also launches very soon. And usually I make my predictions after it launches because it's not really fun to guess who they are before. Like, what's the point mm-hmm. of that? You need, like, some of the clues. So Mr. Maybe... Police, I gave you all the clues. <laughs> so maybe I will, when the season four launches on September 23rd, I will do a guess for all of them after the first few episodes. This person is asking because there's a new costume. How do they come up with this stuff? They come up with new <laughs> stuff every time where it's a two. They're brilliant. It's a two-person costume. So they're like a duet. They're like a couple. And I think because of COVID stuff, it has to be like a married couple or like or siblings. siblings because they're not just going to put two people. You know what I mean? Like it has to be like a duo. Yeah. People who are quarantining together. Yeah. Yeah. So people. It can't just be like me and you, you know? It can't just be two random It's Bobby people. and Lindsay. Everyone's like, what? Who? <laughs> um, they're, trying to get well, the youth, is, they're trying to market to the youth audience. Okay. Um, they're Snow Owls. Liz, Lindsay, Snow Owls, did you see the promo? Listen to this. This clever promo. Listen, listen, Yeah, let listen. me hear. Let me hear. Let me hear. I th- they're so clever. Mask Singer. Stupid ass show. Who? Who are behind the masks? Who? Who are behind the masks? <laughs> it's so funny. Who? Who? Who is that? Who? Who is that? Okay, so... so people... Do you think? Here's my question to you. Yeah, I think that I think what you said is totally spot I think on. They I have know to who be it is. In though. a house together, do you think yeah. they're siblings or do you think they're in a relationship? I think they're, they're in they're a like relationship. Lovers? The person in okay. one of the comments in the YouTube pointed out that one of the owls has eyelashes and the other does not. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Which is like... And one of them is wearing a crown. One of them is wearing a tiara. I don't want to like get into the gender binary here of because. Course. Who knows? Like we could, like we could be, like anyone could be out here subverting gender norms and like throwing away the like smashing know, on the gender binary. I, I just know. don't. Th- I just don't think the mass singer is going to be doing it. You know, like I think if the mass singer puts on, if mass singer puts on eyelashes and a tiara on an owl and no eyelashes and a crown on an owl, they're saying that's a man and that's, and that's a, woman, a woman and that's yeah. how it is, right? It's like very the, gender the reveal. Mass singer is at the level of gender reveal in terms of their like critical yes. theory of gender. Okay. Totally. Um, so only a few comments down do we get the Julianne Huff and Derek Huff, but I don't think it's them because mm-hmm. they would let them dance. Like it feels very, I don't know. You can't maybe, dance in a costume like that. And I guess it's like we're known as dancers, but we actually can sing. That would be like the point of them being on this show. Okay. But I don't mm-hmm. think it's them. Do you know who I think it is? And this is such a funny that these two. I have a guess, but you go. Okay. Mm-hmm. My guess is Ashley Simpson and Evan Ross. Ashley Simpson and, and oh that's really good because she's kind of like a comeback and people know he sings but not too much like it would be kind of like a they really want to be like a musical family and I think it would make sense to do this and it also makes sense in terms of their fame level but yeah I, I, I <laughs> what people really think it's twins I, well I'm staring at this photo of the two snow owls and I'm looking at their you know gender markers um traditional gender markers what which, is taller you know, too I I don't I don't I don't I don't I I have problems with the gender binary obviously but again I think we're looking at this as in in the shoes of Fox and Fox is using these signifiers to mean man and woman and in doing so I'm looking at the tiara with the eyelashes and the crown without the eyelashes and the tiara is taller than the man and so I'm thinking it's a relationship where the girl where the man where the woman is taller than the man and so what you are making it even more offensive I I typed in Google couples where and before I could finish the recommended was couples where the girl is taller (laughs) and I was like damn I was like damn they got me and but none of 
none of the suggested couples with a girl is taller. But also, are Bobby, you're looking like, at the photo. Like it's not going to be. Mm, they're but leaning. I'm sorry, it's not Priyanka Chopra and Nick Jonas. It's not. Uh, it's not uh, Adam Levine. Adam Levine and uh, it's not Bihati Prince. It's, it's not, not what's her name? What's her name? And Jason Statham. What's it's her name? Not. The really it's Rosie Huntington Whiteley. It's not Gigi Hadid and Zayn. It's not Daniel Radcliffe and this woman. You know, most of the photos are of Rosie Huntington Whiteley and Jason Statham. Oh, and then we've got Sha- Shaquille O'Neal and his wife. But like, who's who's not as tall as she? Like that actually doesn't. Why is that in this list? He's taller than everyone. Um. I just searched boy girl famous twins. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's any of these boy girl famous twins. A lot of people are saying what Tia, I'm saying Tia, is Tia and Tamara. Simpson. I'm saying no to that. You really need the first round of clues. I will know exactly mm. who it is when I hear them. I promise you. Because the first round of clues are so obvious. Like I know they've tried to make them harder, but mm, I only got I, one of the. Comments... I did get my first wrong though last season, which was hard, hard oh, you for did? me to deal with. Yeah, it was hard. Oh, I'm sorry. It's okay. Anyway, so we're going to actually, we're going to try to figure out um, who these two, who, who these two owls are, because the clues they're giving us are so fascinating. The codes that they're using here. Yeah, well, we'll, we'll hear the clues on September 23rd. We'll hear the clues. And then, Mr. Policeman, we will have all the clues and we will solve the mystery. I promise you, I'll solve it on the first, I'll pretty much try and solve it on the first episode. Wow, the snowman. Mr. Policeman, the snowman, the snow owls. Mr. Policeman, Mr. Police, the snow owls. We gave who who all the clues. We gave we gave you all the clue clues. <laughs> we gave you all the clue clues. Hi, weekly, long time, long time. So I'm calling in with like a genuine question. So, um, I love Bravo. When you're watching through the Bravo app, there's this ad that plays literally twice a commercial. It plays so much. People are meaning it to death, which is. Terry Bradshaw, the football guy, his family, his very much adult daughters are getting their own reality show, which is on E. Now that we know our E! News is RIP, and freshly that the Kardashians show is ending, do you think that E! is going to be absorbed and or are there any even who shows left on E? Because the them shows are gone. Maybe is botched on E? I don't think so. Anyway, questions. Are there any who or them shows left on E? Will E be absorbed into something else? And or is this new over-promoted Terry Bradshaw show their Hail Mary to keep the network alive? Um, crunch, crunch, me, a Greek in my house. <laughs> so good sign up. Me, a Greek in me my house. Me, a Greek in my house. This is a very interesting call because you bring up a lot of things here, right? Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about the Kardashians ending their show in next week's episode. So put a pin, pin in that for just one second, right? Mm-hmm. But you're right. E's reality show lineup has shifted a lot. We lost very Cavallari. We uh, mm-hmm. are losing Kardashians. Uh, we have lots of different. We're losing E News, which I guess is not a reality show, whatever. And we're introducing something like, oh, we're in- and we're introducing this show, Terry Bradshaw's like family, whatever, which makes me think the Bradshaw bunch, the Bradshaw, the Bradshaw bunch. bunch. Oh God, that's like. 
Carrie Bradshaw. Terry Bradshaw, Carrie Bradshaw. Terrible. Does, yeah, terrible. Does Terry Bradshaw yeah. know who Carrie Bradshaw is? Okay, I'm um, sorry. Uh, yeah, he does. Does <laughs> Carrie Bradshaw know who Terry Bradshaw is? Probably. Okay. So Probably. Yeah. this show is interesting to me because it's ridiculous, one. And two, it seems like it's pointed at a very specific audience and that audience is the very Cavallari audience. Like, don't you think like this is... People who watched Very Cavallari and was like, I like this vibe. In that, you know, country adjacent white people with a lot of money. Yeah. Um, like but I wish it was old. I wish it were older and a little more explicitly conservative. Not yeah. like low key conservative like Jay Expl- Cutler. It feels like <laughs> a Chrisley, Chrisley knows best of like family. We're looking for like a real funny family dynamic. And it also feels like Terry Bradshaw probably has been like trying to sell this show for like 10 years or something. Like, That's oh, what I, I, have, think. I have hot daughters. I have hot young daughters. Like, our family is so funny. We're so fucking funny like we're blended family lmao and it's like that's that was my first thought i was like how long has terry bradshaw and his wife wanted to get this off the ground and the answer is probably a decade (laughs) right because speaking of mass singer which we just talked about he was on last season of mass singer terry bradshaw Mm -hmm. is uh really been a he's really extended his limited talents to every single platform he could possibly be on i mean this is a guy who was a football player then he was a announcer right he was a Mm -hmm. He was a commentator and then he was like in movies and on TV and all this stuff, right? The other shows, so I think that I mean, this show, you're probably going to play a clip of it here. And then there's Aaron. She had a boot job. You know, why hadn't she told me? I upgraded. Let her come to you. I need some help. Do we need to pray? Dear Lord, give me the strength to talk to Aaron about a boot job. The Bradshaw Bunch, coming soon. He's a them, right? I, I think he's definitely a them. That I don't know anything about sports, and I know Terry Bradshaw was a football too, player who is right? like, became like the like kooky commentator who also loves attention. Like he's right. the guy. He loves being on things. He loves yeah, being on. He things. loves being on TV. This but guy loves that, being in front of a camera. Now that uh, Very Cavallari is gone, and now that Kippy of the Kardashians is gone, the WAG shows the WAG shows aren't even on anymore. So like E really doesn't have much yeah. reality anymore. Like the Jesse James Decker show, that's over. Mm-hmm. The Keeping Up With Jonas or the Jonas show, that's over. Mm-hmm. All of these shows aren't lasting. So it really does feel like, I don't know that it's a Hail Mary, but if in if there were a scenario where e, wherein E got folded into something, it would just get folded into Peacock. You know, like all these shows would just become Peacock shows. E's identity is like news, is like celebrity news and celebrity culture. And now Mm -hmm. they don't have E news. They still do have, I thought they didn't have the Daily Pop and Nightly Pop stuff, but I guess they still do have it. I was very confused about that. But this show does look ridiculous. And again, it's because the caller, it's like the caller said, we're used to, you know, like even Keeping Kardashians, it was centered around this, this young woman, Kim, but then Caitlin, who you know, former sports star. So there's something similar here. But the thing that Keeping Up With The Ashians had and the thing that the Osbournes had were teen kids. And in this instance, these kids are adults. They're in their 30s. So it's just very weird. Hi, in the weekly um, medium time, medium time. Um, I just saw a commercial for Prego. Is that the word pasta sauce? Um, that had Cecily Strong in it. But the thing was, in the commercial... Nothing identified her as Cecily Strong. Like normally with endorsements, I feel like it says the name or something. And then she appeared in a couple of different wigs. And so I was confused because I was like, okay, is this commercial in arguing that like Cecily Strong is so famous that she needs no introduction? Or is she just like 
not supposed to be really recognized except for those in the know, and you're supposed to get a sense of like, oh, I think I know her from somewhere, but she's under all these wigs. Um, so anyway, yeah, that made me really think of like Cecily Strong, who are them? I don't really know. I don't really know what she's up to. I just kind of vaguely like her in general, but um, would love to hear your thoughts. Okay, crunch, crunch. She... I think she's a who. I think she's a who, too. Definitely think she's but a But I who. also think that people recognize her. Like, I don't think you necessarily need to introduce yourself as an actor, singer, hi, whatever, if you I'm are doing Cecily brand sponsorship. And I love Prego. Right. Like, you don't have to be like, hi. <laughs> I use Prego because, number one, no, she doesn't. But number two, <laughs> I think. Prego dis. A Prego dis. She's definitely the caliber of some of celebrity where oh, Cecily Strong's holding a jar of Prego. I'm like, oh yeah, she's that's her, that woman. She's Prego, okay. Like there is definitely value to using her as opposed to just some random person, oh, it's, like a random actor. No, I mean, I will say SNL category actors she's funny. are a perfect commercial option because they are vaguely recognizable because when they're on mm-hmm. SNL, they're always dressed up. They're always in doing a voice. They're always in a costume. Yeah. So it's like, it is not it wouldn't be weird if you didn't know Cecily Strong's name, but you saw her and you were like, Do I know that girl from high school? Because that is like the kind of weird recognition and soft kind of like warmness that that, that But like that's the kind of like warmness that these brands want you to feel for this person who's on your TV. Mm-hmm. And if you already kind of recognize or know them, there's a greater chance that you will feel that way. She is a perfect commercial star, I think. Perfect. Yeah. You're perfect. right. And like SNL generally is a perfect pool to grab from because they are they are definitively without inarguably celebrities, but they're also certainly less expensive. Like they're affordable. Certainly. They're in your budget, you know, like th- they're in your marketing budget for the year. Cecily Chong has done Prego, Trisket, Smirnoff, Ice, Smirnoff Zero, and Old Navy. And Old Navy. The, her Old Navy commercial is really weird. Did you see her Old Navy commercial? No. I mean, I'm sure I've seen it, but like not recently. Wait, just like, just hmm. like listen to it. It's so strange. <laughs> thank you for listening to another episode of who's there but we'll be back on tuesday with another episode of the main show call in at 619 who them to leave questions comments and concerns and we will see you next week have a good weekend Oh, support us on patreon.com slash weekly for twice weekly bonus episodes if that's the sort of thing you want more of. Um, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. You will drain us. Hi, Lindsay and Bobby. Uh, our Pandora bracelets, a who or a them. I know they were probably a them uh, a couple years ago, but I feel like they're definitely very hooey now. Okay, thanks. Crunch, crunch.